this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. We are a proud member of the 143 Podcast Network. The Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com. That's No Signal Comics. NSCLiveTV.com. Find the Cheers to Comics podcast on channel 34 of NSCLiveTV.com. No Signal Comics. The best in auction action. Well, hello again, slurds. Welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I'm your host, Brian Wayne, and this is episode 186. This is a news episode on account of there ain't no books to overview. But there's plenty of news to talk about. Plenty of news, so stay tuned in this episode as I get right down to it. And also, we're going to be talking about Facebook group discussions as well. So if you're not a member of the Cheers to Comics Facebook group, I highly suggest you get all up in it. You know how to use the internet. Just search Cheers to Comics and Facebook. Like the page. Join the group. I'll let you in. I'll let you in. Don't be a twerp. I'll let you in. And uh, yeah, man, we're going to talk all types of awesome stuff throughout the group. And it's just good times. It's just good times. If you love comic books, you don't even have to be a fan of this podcast. Of course, if you're hearing this through this episode, you're probably a fan of the podcast. But... If you're inviting other people, just let them know. They don't have to listen to Cheers to Comics podcast to fully enjoy the Cheers to Comics podcast Facebook group. So, uh, before I get down into the news, i got to talk about my sponsors, baby. You know I'm talking about Hooked on Comics. We can't get comics yet. A lot of stores still aren't open. Uh, I can't say we can't. Not, not everybody can get comics yet. But for those of you that can't, I urge you to hop on the internet and check out Hooked on Comics. Hooked on Comics brought to me to bring to you from NSCLiveTV.com, your home for the best in auction action, as always. Hooked on Comics, man. Tuesdays and Saturdays. Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. You're going to get the best in auction action, baby. There's all types of great stuff. Uh, you can catch me in the chats. Catch me in the chats. You'll see me buying stuff. I picked up an awesome... Uh, what did I pick up? It was um, the Marvel Knights number 5 variant... Uh, Kara Andrews connecting cover. So now I completed my uh, my my five piece, six piece, six piece connecting set, and I got that book for super fucking cheap, super cheap. They c- it cost me seven dollars with shipping for a Virgin variant connecting cover. 
Come on, guys. Hooked on comics, baby. And not only are you going there for the best in auction action, but they they do something called Comics for Kids. Uh, and Comics for Kids is just, uh, well, it melts my goddamn heart, my ice-cold heart. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, they do all types of awesome auctions. You get uh, exclusive, I mean, like, the, one I, the last one I saw was a, a coloring book. There's only 50 of them made on the planet. And, yeah, for a little little auction action, raffle action more than anything, you get your chance at something amazing and it all goes towards a wonderful cause. Now what is Comics for Kids? Comics for Kids is essentially a fun setup for kids in hospitals to be able to get books. That's what it is, baby. Come on. Hooked on Comics brings you that. So, once again, Tuesdays, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Saturdays, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Hooked on Comics, baby. Find them on NSCLiveTV.com. The Hooked on Comics Facebook group, and you know I'm sharing that shit out on the Cheers to Comics Facebook group. So, gotta check out Hooked on Comics, man. Well, uh, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit on news, huh? I know I haven't done a news episode in a couple of weeks, but I'm not gonna force content on you guys. I'm not. I'm not gonna, you know, come up and see three things that are kind of talkaboutable. And try to stretch that out for 30 or 40 minutes just for the sake of, you know, padding some numbers. I'm just not going to do that. My time's too valuable. Your time's too valuable. So I've been putting together the news for a few weeks. And this week came hard. <laughs> I didn't really need all that other news from the last couple of weeks to make this a full episode. But I'm still going to make sure that you guys know what's important. What's happening in the world of comic books. This is what we do here. We. It's me. That's it. I don't have anybody else here. <laughs> That's what I, Brian Wayne, do at Cheaters to Comics. I try to make sure you are informed with all of the knowledge. You're not... Walking into your LCS going, well, there, when's the death metal come out? I'll tell you. I'll tell you when death metal's coming out. Fucking June 16th. I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> this is what we do here at Cheers to Comics. Once again, I say we. Uh, um, well, we as in the uh, the royal we, man, as I sit here and drink my, <laughs> my Russian. Uh, name that reference. Um, you know what? Anybody that Names that reference, uh, hit me up at cheerstocomics.com. The first person to do that at cheerstocomics, on Twitter, uh, and at cheerstocomics.com. Cheers to, Jesus Christ, uh, I'm all over the place right now. At, on Twitter, at cheerstocomics, okay? First person to name that reference, I'm gonna send out a signed... Martian Manhunter number one from Steve Orlando. That's what I'm going to do. So, yeah, name that reference. Carrying on with the news. Ah, all right. Uh, Tank Girl. Tank Girl's in the news, was in the news. It's some old shit by now, but I haven't got to talk about it yet. <laughs> Tank Girl found a new home. Tank Girl's been everywhere. Tank Girl's been all over the place. Hmm. But she has landed an Albatross. Albatross Funny Books. If you're not familiar with Albatross Funny Books, uh, that's where the goon resides. Eric Powell, his label. Eric Ghoul. Uh, er, I'm sorry, Eric Ghoul. Uh, the goon. Um, uh, what's that? Uh, the, the fucking, the one with the dog. I forget. I don't read that. But yeah, no, it's got just like two, two titles. 
Well, Tank Girl is going to wind up over at Albatross. Uh, as far as, you know, when we're going to start getting titles, I don't know. It just seems that Eric Powell now owns the, uh, the Tank Girl IP. So, uh, dope, right? Dope for all you Tank Girl fans. Um, you know, I guess I should come out and say it. <laughs> I'm not going to save the best for last in this one. Good news, everybody. Comics are coming back. Comics are coming back May 20th. That means stay tuned for a Polis Priorities episode coming very soon. I'm so excited to get Polis Priorities off the ground again. Now, they're easing us in, baby. It's all Vaseline right now, and they're not gonna just going to dump off a bunch of titles at us. They're really not. Uh, it's it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a slow process to get us back into the phase. For somebody that, you know, on average spent close to $100 a week with my discounts every single week... I think this week it might be 30 or 40 bucks for me. And uh, around the first week is what I mean to say. So if that gives you any indication as to how much they're pulling back, um, yeah. Now, that's that's only because what happens, it's not because, you know, it's, it's bad times or whatever. Um, that's, uh, let's use drug references. Uh, heroin. You know, heroin. You get off heroin for a while. You've been doing a lot of heroin. You're used to a lot of heroin. You get off heroin for a while. You can't go right back to the same amount of heroin you were doing before because you're overdose. Now, will comics kill you if you ingest too many at once? Um, I don't think so. Uh, I haven't made it that far yet. <laughs> and I read a lot of fucking comics. Uh, yeah, no, that's not necessarily the case, but the fact is, is that it becomes overwhelming. Um, you overdose in the metaphorical sense, obviously, to the point where it might just be a little too gross. I don't know. I I'm glad that I'm not going to have to just start out reading 30 books a week again like I was before. Um, I'm going to, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll just get used into it like the rest. I'm excited, though. It's good news. Diamond's back. Now, I know if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably going, well, Brian, you think Diamond's going to be all fucked up and shit and all gimpy and all of that shit. Hey, it hasn't started up yet, okay? I'm not wrong yet. But at the same time, there's there's a lot of things going on right now that still... I mean, uh, Diamond is no longer... I mean, yes, they are still the biggest name in comic book distribution, but they're no longer the only name. And that's that's important to take into account because they haven't operated yet as the not only name. So we'll see. We'll see. Obviously, I mean, uh, from what I understand, I guess there's trade paperbacks in Walmart right now. Diamond didn't put those out there. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> That's that's some shit right there. And speak, you know, I mean, there's there's all types of crazy shit happening right now. Big changes have already started happening within the industry before they've started coming out again. Um, well, for instance, uh, you know, I'll say I'm gonna save the DC stuff. DC's really been shaking shit up, really shaking shit up this week. Uh, we already know how they, you know, they took on Lunar and Midtown as uh, um, extra distributors and those books are going out this week to anybody that did sign on for it so that's that's a thing that's a thing but dc is going as far as to say even even more changey yeah i'm just gonna go out and say it um yeah they're uh they're 
where to even begin with how they're shaking shit up. All right, let's start with the release date. We all know that Wednesday is comic book day right now, or was. DC is actually going as far as to say is that if LCSs want to participate, and it's up, you know, it's totally their judgment based off of their regional market. If they want to start putting out books on shelves, new books on shelves on Tuesdays instead of Wednesdays, they'll be allowed to do so. Now, whew, uh, I don't know how many shops are going to be on board with this. Um, but at the same time, I could see a lot of shops doing this because it gives more reason to bring people into their shops more than one day a week. I know there's shops out there that only cater to Wednesday Warriors. What if there's Tuesday Warriors and Wednesday Warriors? That gives more opportunity for more traffic into the stores. I think this is a good idea overall, but I also think it's going to be... Uh, it, it makes things kind of rough at the same time for people like myself who you know need to get the books on the day that they're released to make sure, you know, check the shelves and make sure that I didn't miss anything and all of that shit. To have to go through... That, that, that level of, I mean, it's not extreme stress, but, I mean, even if it's a slight level of stress, to have to go through that twice a week now, whew. I mean, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, because I have comic book OCD, but, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, if I had to say, you know, if I had, I had a gun to my head, say, pick, is it good or a bad thing, what DC's doing by moving the DC release days up, and this isn't just for those stores getting... Uh, books through Midtown and Lunar. This also includes the stores getting their books via uh, Diamond still. And Diamond, as we know, are the ones that say okay and not okay to release pre-Wednesday. So, I don't know. It's, it seems that Diamond may be bending a little bit to DC's um, fucking strong arm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But back to the, the, the question at hand. Is it a good or a bad thing, Brian? I'm going to say overall it's a good thing. It's jarring. Yes, it's very jarring. But, uh, I, it's, it's, it's everything, we're gonna have to adapt to a whole new world on so many aspects now, obviously, adapting to comic books is, you know, that's gonna be a part of it, it is, it's going to be a part of it, it's inevitable, but, uh, if this is what it is, and, you know, I'm, I, who cares, who cares, uh, I, with me uh, personally, it doesn't affect this podcast to the sense where you know I'm making sure I put out. I'm I'm the first one putting out the the reviews or all of that in the, the rundowns. I mean, you know, I'm not racing in that matter, so it does. It's not going to personally affect me as far as the show goes. But as far as my OCD goes, yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm just grateful in the sense that. I do work at a comic book shop as my day job, so I am going to be able to, you know, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. But, uh, whew, man, if I didn't work there, I'd be going nuts. Uh, that's, that's just me. That's just me. Now, sticking with the uh, the shaking of the industry via DC, uh, DC's kind of given a, a swat in the nuts to LCSs by eliminating early releases exclusive to LCSs for trade paperbacks. Now, if you're not aware, uh, bookstores outside of comic book stores are able to put books on the shelf 60 days after the release. Trade paperback comes out, 60 days later, Barnes and Noble, no, Barnes and Noble is able to put it out on the shelf. At least that's how I understand this. 
uh, that gives LCSs the upper hand on the direct market as far as, you know, getting these stories out. People are going to be forced, if they really want to read it, they're going to be forced to go to the comic book store to pick it up. Um, you know, once again, I guess comic book store is the upper hand. But this, this kind of kicks the crutch out a little bit, saying that uh, it's all fair game. You know, if you want to sign up and so if I can get the books, then... You can get the books. And this is just DC. This isn't Marvel. This isn't any of the indies, anything like that. Everybody, you know, I ha there's no there's no word yet if anybody else is following suit. Same thing with the uh, early releases. There's no word yet if uh, the indies or Marvel are going to follow suit with this, you know, making Tuesday. If Tuesday just becomes the new comic book day, I'm fine with that. Not a huge fan of Tuesday and Wednesday separately, but at the same time, I understand if an LCS... But anyway, um, yeah, this this whole non-exclusive deal anymore. It's, uh, this one I don't really see an upside to. Um, I do believe that we need to keep LCSs going, or give them every advantage we can give them to stay afloat. You know, it's already been devastating this year for them. Um, to kind of, once again, I'm going to use the term, kick the crutch out a little bit. It's, uh, it's playing hardball, but at the same time, DC needs to make their money, and if they know that stores, you know, are gone and lost, and have been lost and fallen already... And during this pandemic, and you know, they, they, there's obviously been victims out there already. Maybe they realize, look, we need to make sure we get the books out there. And if, you know, a percentage of our market is gone and non-existent, we need to expand it. And yeah, um, <sighs> like I said, this is worrisome. This is worrisome. You know, you can get comic books other places outside of comics now. At least the trade paperbacks. I read something that in the somebody posted in the Cheers to Comics Facebook group that they found some books, some trade paperbacks on at Walmart. Now I knew that they did the 100-page Giants, but and it's not like these are some old-school, you know, bargain bin trade paperbacks. These are uh, these are. I mean, shit that I would buy, shit that I own, shit that I paid full price for at the local comic book store, pre-ordered. And there, you find them in Walmart now? This worries me. This worries me. Now, I know, the worry during all of this is that, you know, comics are going to be no more. I don't find that necessarily the worry anymore, but I do find the worry to be the the direct market is going to be so shooken up that and you know we can I, right now I think it's fair to say that if anything if the local comic book store market does decline and there are no more comic book stores out there except for the ones that have been around for 30 40 50 years you know your apple seeds and your your midtowns and your mile high comics and all of that the ones that have uh, an unlimited amount of back issue stock to be able to stay afloat and don't rely on the new book market, then, yeah, um, the the local comic book stores, as we know it, seem to be the biggest, the the the, the biggest threat, uh, or you know, the biggest thing to be threatened, the biggest prey, I guess, throughout th this pandemic in the comic book industry. It's not necessarily the books themselves. However, that does lead me into um, some more really shitty news I, you know going into this i thought well this not super shitty news you know comics are coming back and blah 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 
Um, <laughs> there, there's some, as we all know, that Marvel has made some cutbacks. We don't, we weren't too sure as far as the details of the the, the books that were cut back, but now we do know. We do, we have an idea. So uh, there's there's a few books out there, some of them being miniseries, some of them being ongoing, that will no longer continue off in print. Eventually, they will be uh, printed and collected editions, so trade paperbacks. But as far as c- finishing these stories by picking them up off the shelves in single issue, books like Ant-Man and the Wasp, and uh, or just Ant-Man, sorry, and uh, Hawkeye Freefall, and uh, fucking sp- uh, Ghost Spider, and uh, many others will no longer be available. They're all going digital. They're going to be re- re- released through Marvel Unlimited. Now, this is a fucking bummer for sure. Um, it probably makes those, the, the you know, the issues that they come out prior collectible in some sense because those were the first, this is the first time Marvel's done this. Just completely gone exclusive digital only titles. Uh, scary? Yes. But at the same time, I mean, yeah, they're slowing down the printed, but Marvel, Marvel, like I've stated a billion times before, if they cut back 50% of their titles and you were to add up all of DC's plus almost the entire lineup uh, of all of the indies out there, it would still be about equal. <laughs> Marvel puts out a shit ton of books. Uh, I think Marvel's being smart in this sense. By saying, okay, we know that, you know, we got to ease it in, got to ease it in, and maybe there's just not room for these books to ever come out because it's hard to ease in when you just have so many. And if we continue to ease in some, yeah, there's just, there's some books may never see the light of day or they could be pushed back as far as a year. Who knows? So it, it just sucks that, you know, books like fucking Hawkeye Freefall and Ghost Spider, I, I don't get a, they're, they're on my pull list, man. I don't get a collect anymore. Uh, it's a total fucking bummer. And I know Matthew Rosenberg has been more than humble about this on Twitter. But, you know, uh, Mr. Rosenberg, I'm sorry. I, you, I'm, I'm, I'm devastated for you. I'm outraged for you. Okay, I understand you're a complete fucking professional. A fucking professional. And probably the most professional Twitter comic book creator out there. <laughs> uh, but... Man, um, I, on behalf of you, flip a table, (laughs) uh, metaphorically, because this is bullshit. It's shiza. But, fuck, I'm goddamn, I'm, 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 I'm attached to this, so I will be picking up these books somehow, some way, digitally, I will. I promised you have my money throughout all of this, and I'll get it. I'm not happy about having to read them in digital, but I will. I will. Um, yeah. Yeah, DC, man. Shaking shit up. Marvel shaking shit up. Even more shaking shit up from Marvel now. <sighs> I think I got something good to talk about here at the end. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I'm fucking lack of a uh, white Russian. Yeah. So, um... I know I talked about Marvel moving books to Marvel Unlimited, but even that, Marvel Unlimited's dying. Yeah. 
Marvel Unlimited is shutting down, I would imagine, sometime in June, uh, because Marvel is only slated two weeks worth of releases for these the, the digital incentive, you know, the digital the, the fucking thing that they're doing right now. And they're moving completely over to Comixology. That's harsh. Considering I am anti-Comixology, only because I'm anti-Amazon. Um, this, this is a gut-wrencher for me. It is. This is, uh, I have to really do some soul-searching right now. And, uh, yeah. Um, fuck, the, the shit that they put out, and it's digital only, better be fucking good. Because, to be honest, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm subscribed to Ghost Spider. But I'll drop it if I have to fucking spend Amazon money on it. Hawkeye Freefall. Oh, man. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, like I said, I've got soul searching to do. This is a harsh one for me. Now, Amazon is going to have some sort of power over the comic book market. This is scary. This is scary. Um, yeah, I don't... I don't know. I don't know. I don't like that one bit. I really don't. You know, before this, I wasn't on Marvel Unlimited at all because I just buy the books fucking physical. But when you're not going to give me the books that I want to read, even available physically, then maybe I'll just have to trade weight. Maybe that's how I do it. I don't know. That's probably how it's going to have to be because I really don't think that I can uh, bend and give Amazon money. I just can't do it. And I urge you not to as well. But that's a whole different podcast. Let's talk good news. Um, Lunar. Did I mention this? I don't know. Lunar is deciding. You know, Lunar is one of the uh, side chicks that DC's having as far as uh, distributors go. Lunar is, without any further details, taking on more independent publishers. So Lunar is already expanding as a distributor. Like I said, no details as far as who these indie publishers are. But I find this to be good news. Uh, we don't know the success of Lunar's distribution skills quite yet. We don't know the success of Midtown's, or at least current distribution skills as of yet. We know there, some of us know of their previous distribution skills were not so great, but time is, uh, well, decades at this time has passed, so I'm sure things have changed then. People have died and been rehired into that that market so we'll see we'll see but lunar is already confident enough to say hey we'll take on some more indie publishers and uh, we'll get your books out there for you and i think that's the most important thing is indies having another place to go and that's what we take out of this this is probably the best news of the entire fucking podcast now that i think about it independent comic book creators have forever been stifled by diamond if diamond doesn't approve the, the direct market doesn't see this book. It's up to the creator on their own to distribute this book. And it is fucking hard to do. Almost impossible. Almost impossible. Uh, a lot of times indie creators, are, their, their books are only available regionally. Or through, you know, uh, their the, the, uh, crowdfunding and shit like that. Makes it hard. Now, with Lunar stepping up, saying, hey, man, we don't, we're not here just for DC's money, man. We understand AT&T's got the fucking unlimited bankroll. Uh, but what about, me? I mean, I'm just, like I said, no details. But, you know, what, what, what if 
you know, uh, Cruz and comics, you know, how's that for a fucking callback? Lewis Cruz gets the chance to, to distribute again because, you know, uh, fucking, you know all, all, there's so many fucking indie dis- or indie publishers out there that have just haven't had a fair fucking chance because of Diamond. And this, these are the good things that come out of this. I know that there's people outraged. There was stores outraged. Oh, I'm not going to buy my comics from a competitor. Well, how much do you really care about the industry? Do you care more about making money off the industry? Or do you care about the stories being available to be told? And, uh, hey, if you're able to fucking add more books to your shelf through Lunar that you can't get through Diamond, fucking, I... Then, uh, and you're mad at that, then you, sir, can eat a goddamn cock meat sandwich because you're a fucking idiot and your shop's already probably closed down by now. Um, am I being harsh? Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it's the truth. It's the truth. If you're mad at an opportunity, then I don't think you're a very good business person. Uh, but at the same time, you know, if you're, you could be against it, just don't be fucking outraged, that's all, just be against it all on your own, in your quiet little fucking basement, uh, carrying on, more good news, (laughs) now, some may not consider this good news, I myself consider this good news, Dan Slott is off Iron Man, I am an Iron Man fan, I'm a Dan Slott fan, I am not a fan of Dan Slott writing Iron Man, it's just what it is. Um, he's he's going to finish out Iron Man 2020, and he says by that point I will have a 24 issue arc of Iron Man, and I put my little stamp on the character. This was the plan the whole time. Um, whether or not I believe that, I don't know. Uh, I kind of think that you know I probably had plans outside of Iron Man 2020, even though none of that was solicited. Um, I, I can imagine it probably wasn't, Iron Man wasn't selling too well. Uh, I don't think any Iron Man issue in his run went to second printing. No, uh, I, I can't, I, no, I don't think so. Uh, Christos Gage, however, I could totally see him taking on Iron Man. I would be welcoming that with open arms. Now, with that being said, I'm going to open this up to Twitter and the Facebook group. Who do you want to see take on Iron Man next? Now, I have no disrespect against Dan Slott. I am a fan of Dan Slott. I am. I'm just not a fan of him writing Iron Man. That's all. That's all. Uh, I am very excited to see where Iron Man goes from here. I am. I would like to see Iron Man go on a run like Avengers or Immortal Hulk is doing right now. Let me see fucking 30, 40 issues of Iron Man consecutive. One fucking team. One team. Uh, let's let's make that happen. And I, I, firstly, I nominate fucking Christos Gage because the best Iron Man uh, that I've read in the last year and a half has been Christos Gage teaming up with Dan Slott. So, yeah, give me that. Give me that. I, I mean, I could think of a fucking a bunch of other great people that would be amazing writing Iron Man. Uh, but... No, I don't know. Is Christos Gage capable of giving me a thirty or forty issue arc? I don't know. Um, I ha, oh oh, it just dawned on me. Ah, Jason Aaron, Jason Aaron, Jason Aaron owes me an explanation as to why Mephisto is his daddy, Tony Stark's daddy. So give me forty issues to explain that motherfucker, Jason Aaron. 
Uh, let's see. Yeah, no, I'm going to leave it at that. Tell me, who do you think? Who do you think? Uh, at Cheers to Comics, man. At Cheers to Comics. <sighs> more good news, more good news. Bink. All right. Comics for Creators. This is this uh, initiative that I talked about where creators are putting up auctions, doing whatever they can, donating really cool shit, uh, exclusive shit, one-of-a-kind things. Uh, and they were essentially raising money for Bink, which is a book fu- or a fund that goes towards local bookstores to help fund them in times of crisis. Well, Bink is not just uh, exclusive to novels and all of that shit. Um, and it includes local comic book stores. So the hashtag Comics for Creators has raised over $450,000. Uh, my actually my number here is four hundred thirty-three thousand one hundred sixty-six dollars. <laughs> At one point in time, this was uh over fourteen days ago from the time I record this podcast. Uh, overall, the I think Bink outside of just uh, hashtag creators for comics, Bink has raised close to one million dollars to fund local comic book stores in need. That is huge. That is huge. That that gives me hope. It really does. Uh, I'm. I know. I was. I've been kind of doomy and gloomy, saying, you know, this is the end. Uh, and like I said, it's not necessarily not the end either. And I really want to be wrong. I do. Uh, but with initiatives like this, as successful as that was, close to a million fucking dollars. Uh, that, that goes a long way in the local comic book store industry. It really, really does. So, um, anybody that donated was a part of hashtag creators for comics. And that includes the creators, um, the, the, the people that were buying the stuff, being involved. Uh, thank you. And I really, really, really mean that. Uh, thank you. Because... Uh, even as somebody who, my, all right, my local comic book store will be the last comic bo- book store standing. That's all there is to it. Um, it's, it's the largest in the world. It's been around for 50 years. It's not going anywhere. You know, the, Chuck at Mile High Comics did not reach out to Bink in any way, shape, or form. You know, the, they, they sustained. They adapted. They blazed them up. And they fucking paid the bills. They paid the bills without the doors being open. Um, so, uh, with, with that, I mean, it's not like that. this benefited my local comic book store. I'm just happy for the people out there that now you know, that don't go to Mile High Comics that I could still have a fucking comic book conversation with. That's what this is. That's what I'm stoked about. There's still people out there that are going to be able to fucking have these conversations properly. Uh, I... I, I Man, and I think Bink is still accepting donations too. So that's B I N K. Check it out, man. Um, it's they're they're doing amazing things. Have done amazing things, and I would imagine continue to do amazing things for the comic book industry, especially in this fucking time crisis right now. So, yeah, man. Yeah, good things. Good things. Uh, how do I end this? How do I end this? 
Um, all right, I'll start with Donny Cates. Donny Cates. Donny Cates created a book called God Country. God Country is a very solid 80-page story. 80, 100-page story. Uh, one wouldn't think that there's any... Ta- you know, it's not going to continue on from there. Well, Donny Cates has announced that as soon as June, we could be seeing a God Country spinoff. Not a sequel, a spinoff. That's fucking dope. Uh, take my money. I'm all in. It's going to be through Image. Drink to that. Um, Donny Cates, man. Donny Cates continuing to do good things. He knows how to bring people in the local comic book stores. Make good fucking books that everybody's going to want. That'll bring him in. <laughs> and he's he's even doing his part as to making sure that books or stores fucking stay open to be able to sell his books. Because he's fucking buying... Uh, that was a whole nother story. We already talked about that. We. The royal we, man. Me. I. I already talked about that. Another fucking... I think, yeah. Uh, so, Donny Cates in the news. Now... Let's end this pod, or not this podcast, the news segment, because we are going to talk Facebook news too, or Facebook group discussion shit. Uh, good news, good news. San Diego Comic Con, I have discussed before, as we all know, has been canceled. Now, we, there's hope. There's hope that we're still going to be able to experience this. And actually, I might be able to experience this as somebody that would never actually go to SDCC physically. I just have no, I've never had an inclination, never, never wanted to go out and face that crowd. They're taking a page out of CyberCon's book and uh, Mainframe Comic Con's book and all of these other uh, online comic book conventions that have been doing this rather successfully for the most part. And now San Diego Comic Con has announced that they do plan on doing a digital version of Comic Con. Now, there are no details whatsoever about this. (laughs) There's no dates, there's no who, there's no... Uh, what, nothing like that, but they have come out to say that we're going to do this online, and we're not going to take away Comic-Con from people. I think this opens the doors to anybody that would never, I mean, would it be the same exact experience? Obviously not, duh, but I would like to be able to, you know, experience these panels that were only exclusive to people that went. I would, you know, fucking, I want to hear Kevin Smith talk. I want to hear, I mean, I want to hear all of these people talk. I want to hear the DC panel. I want to hear the Marvel panel. You know, fuck. I want to hear it all. And I may actually be able to do this now. So far, I've yet to pay for any of these cyber conventions. So whether or not this is free, like I said, no details on that. But... I can come out and say if they did go ahead and put a five, maybe even ten dollar price tag that uh, benefited some sort of charity in some way, shape, or form, then yeah, I'll I'll fucking pay that price tag. I'll pay that admission to have it access for the seventy-two hours of fucking whatever. Yeah, 
worth it to me. Um, I, I hope they don't go much more than that, because I don't know if it would be worth it beyond that, but yeah. Or it could just be free. Who fucking knows? Either way, I'm uh, I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm, I'm happy to announce that. I think that's great news. I, I really do. I'm excited. And as somebody that is, at this point in time, I'm more for the at-home convention than the standing in line with you know, my fingers up my nose, gagging, um, due to, uh, basement and BO stench, sorry, yeah, I said it, then, yeah, no, I, I much prefer this, you know, do I not get to actually shake the hand of these creators, um, yeah, whatever, but, at the same time, you know, fucking, they open these things up to live chats if you haven't experienced it before. And you still get the opportunity to ask these questions. And, um, you know, if you do it right, you could pay a fucking dollar sometime to make sure that your questions are seen by the, these creators in these interviews. And I don't know. It's they're, they're doing great things. They've already come a long way in a matter of just a couple of months doing these. So... This is San Diego Comic-Con, man. They have all of the resources. They're the biggest comic book convention in the fucking galaxy. So, I would imagine they go big, they go hard, there's no shortage of talent. Oh, man. Can you imagine actually getting the chance to ask Jim Lee a question at a panel? that you would, you don't, And you don't have to travel to fucking California to do it? Oh, Fuck. It sounds amazing. It sounds amazing. So, um, yeah, I think that's good news. I think that's great news. Uh, I kind of hope that becomes a norm, to be honest. But whatever, whatever. So that's the news. That's the news. Um, I hope you pulled something out of that. I think, for the most part, it's good. Yes, there was some doom. There was some gloom. There was some... I don't know what this means. Definitely some questions to be to be answered still, but overall, the big thing to take out of this is uh, comics are coming back May twentieth, and uh, yeah, man, yeah, it's uh, oh, I'm so fucking excited, so excited. Now, um, I'm gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna come back, and we're gonna talk Facebook group discussions, and I got a, I got a fun question on board here, so, uh, um, I, I gotta ask, what was your fame, or your favorite, your favorite read during quarantine with no books out there, so you take a second and think about it, listen to this promo, and then we'll come back and we'll see what, uh, a bunch of people from the Cheers to Comics Facebook group had to say about it, and then I'll give you my answer as well. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey, this is Liz. Hey, this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. 
We are talking Star Wars, Star Trek, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. See you soon. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> uh, fresh drink, throat is lubricated. Let me just make sure. That throat's lubricated. Yeah, man. How about them nerdy bitches? Now, the Facebook group discussion. I'm going to say it again. If you're not a member of the Cheers to Comics Facebook group, I don't know what the fuck you're waiting for. This group is awesome, whether you're into just into comic books. There's people that just post amazing art of their favorite characters. There's people, of course, I'm posting that NSC auction action greatness. So there's places, there, there's ways to get comics. You could actually, you never know, you could be typing about or commenting about something, and I don't know, uh, <clears throat> Rob Guillory might just fucking comment on it. Yeah, no, there's real fucking celebrities in this group, guys. I've built something with this podcast and used it to make an awesome Facebook group. So, if you want to be in the midst of greatness with so many creators, so many amazing comic book fans out there, only the best. I do screen to make sure only the best comic book fans come in. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're in. So, come aboard, man. Facebook, cheers to comics. We get a, I, I, I try to put up one discussion a week, but on account of, you know, the... The weekly releases haven't really been a thing. It's you know, but the fact is, is yeah, man, I really do care about your feedback. It's very insightful for me. I learn some things. I learn about things that maybe I didn't know about, and uh, yeah, it's a good time. So, this question, this question I posed was, what is your favorite book you've read in quarantine? Now. Um, actually, I got some, I got a lot of feedback on this. I was very pleased with the feedback. It came in quick, too. People were really eager to, uh, to, to state their opinions on this. So I got Ryan Gomer of, uh, Free Plug here, Comicast. If you're, uh, if you, you know, hop on their YouTube channel, man. They get on there and it's just a bunch of dudes that love each other. It doesn't seem like it. They hate each other, but <laughs> they, they love each other. And they talk about comics. So, uh, yeah, check out their YouTube channel, man. And you, a lot of times you could find me in there. So there's a free plug for you, Ryan Gomer. Well, Ryan Gomer, he's also the editor of uh, fucking OutrightGeekery.com, too. So if you want the best fucking news outlet out there, and I mean the best source and comic book news, I do urge you to check out OutrightGeekery.com. I really do. Gomer makes sure that he's not feeding you with a bunch of bullshit. He runs a goddamn amazing uh, nerdy website. He does. Been around for over six years now. So, um, I don't know what warranted all of that plug in there, Gomer, but there you go. So, anyways, his quarantine read is Ben... Uh, More Than Meets the Eye, The Lost Knight, um, and that's a Transformers book if you're not familiar. 
He says it's been his favorite quarantine read. He hasn't really checked out anything new, but it's been a reread for him, and he's been enjoying it. I know Gomer's probably the biggest Transformers fan that I know of, so <laughs> uh, that doesn't surprise me one bit. And with the lack of good Transformers books uh, being published lately, I'm sure this is, uh, yeah, no, that doesn't surprise me one bit. I really wish I had the opportunity to read some good Transformers books. That's not a shot or anything, I promise. Um, Ken M. You know Ken M. He's a friend of the podcast. O-D-P-H. The Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. Ken M's been on the podcast um, once or twice. Once at least. And I've been on the O-D-P-H podcast once. I think. Yeah, once. (laughs) I lose track. Uh, This is episode 186, by the way. It's hard to keep track. Uh, So, Ken M says, Catching up on the last night on Earth. So... Um, let me tell you a little bit about my relationship with The Last Night on Earth. I know that as this book was being released, I said, hey, I'm probably just going to read this as a, you know, and, and bulk and do a trade negotiation on it. I started doing that. I did. I started doing that, and I realized that, you know, not to say the book was bad by any means, but it was too weird for me to try to explain without it really just being all how I perceived it. I prefer to stick to facts and not opinion, and this for the most part, or at least I try to keep it about 85% facts, 15% opinion on this podcast. If I were to do uh, trade negotiations on last night on Earth, it would probably be about 96.5% opinion. So that fell out of my, uh, my normal formula, so I didn't allow myself to continue on to do the trade negotiation on it. But for the fact that Ken M., who I will say does have a great taste in comics, um, gives it high praise then maybe I'll go back and give it a shot. Whether or not I do a trade negotiations on it, that's whatever. Probably not, because I still don't see how I'm going to be able to explain this without coming off like a total fucking idiot. Because I know it relates to a lot of uh, very, very young Snyder Capullo Batman stuff that has essentially fallen out of my head. So, yeah, I probably won't be getting a lot of those references and... Yeah, but I'm still going to give it a shot. He said it's a good farewell and metal farewell at that to uh, to uh, the Batman Capullo universe. So I dig it. I dig it. Thanks, Ken M. Uh, Caleb Danger Spack says, I like to revisit whatever happened to the man of tomorrow often, so I'll go with that one. Um, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> is that a novel? Uh, if that's a comic, um, fucking awesome. I'll have to check it out. Especially for somebody that goes through and revisit it. And uh, if you're not aware, Caleb runs the, uh, ran the uh, Movie Talk by Movie Fans unofficial Facebook group podcast, which is no longer operating. He did 100 episodes and bowed out gracefully, but I've been trying to talk him back into doing it because it really is an amazing podcast. So go through and listen to all those episodes. Uh, But uh, yeah, Caleb, danger. Gotcha, man. Whatever happened to the man of tomorrow? Like I said, I don't know what that is, but there you go. See, I don't discriminate. I don't just pick out the comments that I find deemable for this podcast. Uh, Sean Mullen, we all know Sean Mullen, if you've listened to this podcast for really any period of time beyond, you know, within a month and beyond, you know who Sean Mullen is, I've talked about him often, he's been on more than once, uh, come on guys, The Wolf and Me, come on, 
Don'tfeedthewolf.com. Anyway, uh, the book I've been reading is Devil in the White City. And he says, oh, would I love to see this drawn and presented in comic form. Please, H.H. Holmes and the Chicago World's Fair. Uh, yes, no, that is not a comic book. But he does back that up by saying, I would love to see it done in comic book form. And I agree. And uh, he even mentioned earlier that... Yeah, we need to see an H.H. Holmes comic. I haven't seen that done yet. That sounds fucking awesome. Where's Dark Horse at on that one, man? But he does go on to say, as far as comics go, book, his favorite quarantine book has been Nailbiter, because it has returned. Nailbiter Returns. And, uh, yeah, man, I think... Oh, okay, this makes sense. I'm pretty sure Sean Mullen wrote up a pretty awesome piece on Nailbiter, on OutrightGeekery.com. See how this all comes around full circle? See how this is just one big comic book family? That wasn't planned. I didn't mean for that to happen. Uh, but yeah, that's what it is. All the more reason to check out OutrightGeekery.com. Another place you could find Sean Mullen. Uh, Eric Blair says, The Batman Nightfall series. It's been my go-to since I was 12. I fucking dig that, dude. There's nothing wrong with going back and revisiting shit that you've been reading your entire life. I am cool with that. I am so cool with that. I personally have not done any rereading, uh, but I'll get to that in a minute. I, but it, it seems like that's what a lot of people have been doing, is rereading stuff. Um, uh, with the, I guess with the exception of Ken M. Uh, Jesse Vader says, Sparrowhawk from Boom. I've also been enjoying Manhattan Projects, but I'm only one trade onto it thus far. I have not read either, but uh, I'll take your recommendation strongly, Jesse Vader. I will. I appreciate that. Uh, William Pace says Doomsday Clock. Yeah, I need to read Doomsday Clock. I really should have taken advantage of this quarantine time to read it. But <laughs> maybe one day. Maybe one day I'll read Doomsday Clock. Um, I'll... Uh, Ahmed Al-Amin, check, oh, you'll hear an episode of Ahmed Al-Amin coming soon. He gets his own creator corner here. Yeah, man, he created a book, the Epics, Epics of Enkidu. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned for that creator corner. This guy, fuck, the heart of gold on this fucking guy. So he's still reading uh, 13. The campaign is wearing me down. And by that, he means the Kickstarter campaign. Uh, so yes, check out the epics of Enkidu on Kickstarter before this podcast airs. Make sure you get all up on it. Actually, I think it goes live on the 15th, so it may not be ready yet. Soon, soon. Uh, but stay tuned for all of that. Oh, Tatiana. Tatiana says Saga. <sighs> um... <laughs> Tatiana, I introduced Tatiana to Saga without actually having read um, Saga any further than Volume 1, but she was so fucking into it, she binged all of it, all of it, well, at least everything that I had, which at that point in time was five volumes, uh, to the point where she, or actually I only had four volumes, and then since then I had gone out and got her Volume 5, she is currently reading volume six right now as I record this podcast. And, uh, yeah, I'm getting ready to order the hardcover omnibus of, uh, seven, eight, nine, the third omnibus of saga because yeah, 
Yeah, man. I love turning people on to comics. Yes, I'm ashamed to say that I'm supposed to be a comic book guru, and I don't know shit about Saga other than the, the premise and the first volume, but I'm anxious to have her school me on all of it. I am cool to be spoiled, because maybe I'll understand it a little bit more as I go into it. Not that I'm having a hard time understanding her as it is, but yeah. yeah. So Tatiana, thank you for commenting. Uh, Charles Fiddler, our last comment here says, My last book purchase is non-genre Desolation Mountain of the William Kent Kruger Cork O'Connor Mystery Series. Can't believe I said that right. But the Toronto Public Library is still closed, so I reread Valerian Book One Collection. Fucking A, man. Fucking A. Way to comment, guys. I really appreciate that. I, I love all of those comments. That was a lot of comments. It was fucking quality stuff. There's a lot of shit that I'm going to check out that I don't know anything about. Um, yeah, I, I fucking love it. And once again, I'm going to urge you, I uh, urge you to join the Cheers to Comics Facebook group. I love hearing your comics, especially, you know, there's people in there that I don't know. I know I seem like I was fucking familiar with all of them, but that's not necessarily the case. It's not. I love seeing new faces, and yeah, the more people we get in there, the, uh, I think I'm gonna start doing some, some, some giveaways soon, I am, I do, I do, so, uh, yeah, it's been a podcast, we're gonna wrap it up here, I gotta urge you, once again, more urging, to, uh, support this podcast even further so, by becoming a patron patreon.com slash cheers to comics right now you can listen to uh an episode an interview with ryan brown that's not available to the public um let's see here you can listen to the monty michael moore episode ad free everything i put up is ad free um all the creator episodes i put up early or i put up are all early um yeah man yeah, no, I can give you plenty of reasons to become a patron. I, the, no matter what tier you join, I'm just going to automatically mail you out some Cheers to Comics stickers. I'm getting t-shirts printed now, so as soon as those are available, certain tiers are going to have access to t-shirts. Uh, good stuff. And uh, more than anything, it lets me know that you truly do love what you're listening to, and it f- furthers my urge to want to con- more urging to continue to do this. I do. As long as I know you're listening and you're loving it, I'm going to keep making it. I'll probably keep making it regardless, but um, it goes even further with your Patreon dollars. They, they, it's, they're spent well, I promise. I promise. So, um, also leave star for the Stifard five star reviews uh, on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to this podcast. Leave five star reviews. It really does help more than you would ever know. You wouldn't know unless you're a podcaster. You just wouldn't know. You wouldn't understand. Uh, but I, 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 I'm not gonna say urge. I, I, I couldn't express enough how important it is to, to rate this podcast. So please do so while you still have the time before you get back to work and you have to sit in your little fucking cubicle and uh, do the whole blah, 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 boring shit that you were doing outside of quarantine. Take this time, three minutes, rate the podcast. Join Patreon. 
Now, with all that being said, uh, support Hooked on Comics. Check out nsclivetv.com for all of the greatest auction action. Um, I'm just throwing this out there. I'm thinking about fucking throwing some books up myself. I got a whole heap of books here that I've been planning on just like giving away. But I think I'm going to start an auction page. Yeah, I do. I think I'm going to start doing some auctioning myself. And you're going to find that on the Cheers to Comics Facebook group exclusively. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Now, with all that being said, I uh, hope you guys are still continuing to stay safe. Uh, Don't just rush out there because the doors are open, people. Still, be smart about this. Be smart about this. That's the one bit of advice I'm going to give outside of comic books. Um, Just be smart and then be clean. So two pieces of advice. Read responsibly, as always. Cheers, fuckers. Hi, you're listening to Cheers to Comics Podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics Podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics Podcast with Brian Wayne.